gasolina en García de la WWE y ustedes están oyendo The Statement Show con Zach y Terry. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia from the WWE and you're listening to The Statement Show with Zach and Terry. <laughs> From the Night Shift Crew Studios in the D.C. metro area, this is The Statement Show. The lights are on. Hey, guys. It's Ivana Cadabra. Hey, guys. This is Brie Olsen. You know what's your name, man? Dan Dross. I'm Jim Harold from the Paranormal Podcast. Hi, this is Zach Ward, otherwise known as the legendary Scott Farkas. This is Jackie Joy, and you are listening to the hottest podcast around, The Statement Show, with Terry James and Zach Dakey. Welcome back to another edition of The Statement Show. I'm Terry James. And I'm Zach Chahey, and we're the podcast that fits a no category. Tonight, we have Lillian Garcia joining us on the show. Not only is she a very talented singer and performer, she's also the host and announcer of the most popular program on TV, WWE Monday Night Raw. Welcome, Lillian, to The Statement Show. Hey, how are you guys? We are doing fantastic. How about yourself? Uh, doing awesome in California. Beautiful weather. Just couldn't be. Uh, it just couldn't be any better. What yeah, is the temperature up there right now? It is. It's about. You know what? Is I think it's about uh, fifty-five, sixty right now because it's Ugh. evening. But like during the day, it's been getting up literally in the seventies. It's crazy. She's just rubbing it in our face. Zach. I know, right? <laughs> hey, I used to live in New York City. Oh, I yeah. had my share of cold. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. We just had some snow here yesterday. Well, this morning actually. Yeah. So it's just ugh. Well, our, temp- you- our temperature up here goes up and down. So it's yeah. seventy one day, and then it's twenty. You know, something the next. So yeah, yeah. It's kind of been crazy this year for sure. Mm-hmm. If you're used to the New York weather, then you're definitely used to DC. So yeah. Now, do you live close? Oh, yeah. to you live close to the beach or kind of yeah. city? Oh, I do, you. which is awesome. Oh. Yes. I, when I moved from New York, I was like, okay, if I'm going to move, I'm going to make it good. <laughs> exactly. You're so there me you so go. Jealous. Oh, my goodness. Well, I feel like I have a ton of things that I want to talk to you about. But first, I, I did, we did kind of have a quick question. What was your first involvement? Was it the singing or was it with the WWE? And what, or did it kind of come at the same time for you? Oh, no, I've been singing since I was five years old. Really? Wow. Yeah. So I, my dad started taking guitar lessons when I was five, and the instructor would come by, and he would be playing some songs, like trying to tell, you know, teach my dad. And the um, my sister and I would just start singing with him, and then all of a sudden he was just like, whoa, what's going on? And he put us in competitions together, and uh, we sang for, for many years together. So, and I, I actually, my first band was when I was in, when I was 14 and my mom would chaperone with me every weekend. So instead of me going out on a date or going to football games or anything like that, I, I was out performing with my band. So it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I've, you know, I've always had music in my life. And so it was funny because when I got called to do the WWE, I had an agent in New York and I almost didn't even go to the audition because I told him, I was like, what in the world could I be doing in the wrestling world? And because I'm like, I'm a singer. So how does this, you know, work into it? And he's like, he was the one that said, look, yeah, just go. You never know where, where things are going to lead you. And I'm so glad I did. So glad. So, okay. So you're, you're, you're thinking I've got this music career thing. Have this is, yeah, you were, I'm sure you had your music career blinders on. Then you get this phone call. 
and mm-hmm. you go in, you go into your interview. Now, is this with just the WWE, like the, the execs, or was this with Vince himself, or how, how did that go? Well, this was at the studios in Stanford, mm-hmm. and I walked in. There was a bunch of people in there. It was like a, a, like a cold call audition kind of deal. They asked me. It was actually for the Univision. They were having this um, show. I think it was called Super Astros. Okay. I think that's what it was called. And they wanted to have like a backstage interview. At the time, I didn't know what it was for, but they wanted to have a backstage interviewer for the, the Spanish show. Mm-hmm. So I went in, and I auditioned in Spanish. And then I left, and then they called me. That was on, like, a Thursday. They called my agent over the weekend, and they asked if I could come in on that Monday. But I was heading to San Francisco for another gig that I had. And um, my agent called him, and then all of a sudden, everything went quiet. And then we found out that apparently Univision had found a girl already, and they didn't tell WWE. Mm-hmm. So some girl had already been chosen for it. So... That opportunity went, and I was like, okay, so guess what? It wasn't meant to be. Six months later, they called me back because part of the audition, I did it in English. And they six months later, they started the show SmackDown, and they needed somebody. And so the guy, um, Tommy Carlucci, remembered me, and he sent my tape over to Kevin Dunn's office and said, I think I have a girl for you to check out um, to for SmackDown because I know you need some people. And then they called me back in. So it was wild when I got the call back six months later. I was like, oh, my gosh, this company again. You know, and same thing. I was hesitant. But then I remembered what my agent kept saying, just go. You never know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I went in and um, I met with um, Chris Chambers and Michael Cole was there mm-hmm. um, and did, you know, more interviewing, uh, more auditioning, uh, different things that they put me through. They put me through the commentating, which is crazy hard because oh, you have people hard. like talking in your ear the whole time that you're saying stuff <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah and then all of a sudden they they called me and they're like look we'd like to try you out for two to three months you could quit at any time so they made it so obvious for me and that's the way i was always praying i was like hey just make it obvious if i'm supposed to take this and and it was obvious i mean it's like who who would say no to that i mean you can quit at any time and try it out so i was like okay let's let's see what this is all about and I showed up at Iowa State University. That was August 23rd of 1999. And they didn't tell me till 3.30 that afternoon that I was going to be ring announcing that night. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, what? <laughs> and then I sit and I get all my notes from uh, Tony Chimmel. And then they bring me out to ringside an hour before so that I could watch him do it. Now, I only have, think, think about it, 3.30 is when I got told. I'm writing out notes. Um, with him about an hour's worth of time with him. Then I've got about 45 minutes to get dressed. Then I'm sitting at ringside. Now we're, we're going central time. So now we're an hour earlier. So I'm at ringside around six or so. We do, uh, I'm watching him do Sunday night heat and then I'm, that's it. I'm going live on, on raw. And I get told at ringside when I was rewriting all my cue cards, I get told 20 minutes before we're going live that I can't use cue cards. Oh. And I about died. I was oh like, look, goodness. I used to watch wrestling as a kid. I know if you put Andre the Giant in there, I know who that is. If you put a Ric Flair, <laughs> I know who that is. But right now, I don't know who Hardcore Holly is. Right, right. You know, exactly. I don't know who Stone Cold is. I don't <laughs> know who some of these people are because, you know, I didn't watch when I went to, to college and all. It's just kind of like... That's what, you know, it's normal. It goes would, in and out of people's lives. I would imagine they get kind of upset if you don't 
If you don't announce them correctly, too, right? <laughs> oh, here's the thing. Nobody knew that I was so green that I'd never done it before. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew. This is all the fans. Nobody knew, even the people that I work with, had no clue that I was getting thrown into this job with no kind of prep and no no direction, no nothing. I, But you know what's so crazy? I look at my life, and that's exactly how my life is. And my mom, she put me in not swim lessons. No, let's put her into the swim team <laughs> without knowing how to swim. <laughs> so you were thrown so, in, and you had to learn to swim, huh? <laughs> I had to learn how to swim. Then I got put in a radio, and I got my own morning. Sh- uh, um, I was in the morning show. That got I got thrown into that. And then from there, they were like, hey, we want you to, to do the afternoon show. And I'm like, okay, but how do you work the board? Nobody taught me how to work the board. I'm like, I show up <laughs> on one day and they're like, here you go, take it away. I'm like, oh my God, I messed up so much because I didn't know so much dead air. But I think about that, like all of those flashback moments came to my mind that night. And I really thought I was going to get sick. I was so nervous. So and I wanted to run to the back and just say, I can't do it. I can't do it. But then I was like, no, I just kept telling myself, you got this, you got this. And I have, luckily, I have photographic memory. So if I see something written, I can remember it. And that's what I did. I just kept, you know, would see the piece of paper in my head and would just read it off. But I just messed up so much. (laughs) And the just fans didn't have a clue. And here I am replacing Howard Finkel and Tony Chimmel. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, so who was your first? Who, I'm sorry. Who was your first uh, announcement? Who did you bring into the ring first? I'm curious. Do you remember? I don't remember my first announcement. I know that my first on air that they actually caught me with my name across was when I introduced Test. Oh wow! That's, yeah, I know. Crazy, yeah, right? I mean, I right? have. I mean, it's just the whole night was such a blur to me. Hmm. And when I somebody found it and I listened back to it, and I was like. Oh my gosh, how did they even bring me back the next week? <laughs> and not only that, Lillian, but you were replacing Howard Finkel and, and Fink was yeah. so legendary with, I know. with with wrestling and you know, I mean and even with yourself, because I've been to, to several live events, um, and I know like even with the Rawls and, and, and when they introduce you, you sometimes get just as big of a pop as as a lot of the other wrestlers, it's it's amazing how much the fans just adore you and love you. It's, it's oh, crazy. Oh, man. Well, I feel, I feel very blessed, and I feel the same way about the fans. I mean, when I left uh, back in, I think it was 2009, and I left for two years, I missed it so bad that I, and in majority, I missed everybody I worked with. I missed the travel. I missed, I missed the fans. So it's a, it's a mutual feeling that I have for sure. You travel sure. as much as uh, the performers do. I mean, you do as no. much. As, no, so you, you don't no, do the house I, or anything, right? I don't. Well, I do every now and then. Mm-hmm. I will do some, especially if they're here the West Coast or if they need my help. Um, you know, to fill in, I'll do the international tours. I'm getting ready to do uh, one in April. Um, so we'll be going around, you know, to all over Europe mm-hmm. and the UK. But um, I can't. I don't know how to do it. And, you know, I ha- I, I'm married, and I particularly don't want to be on the road 300-plus dates a year. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot. And, I, boy, I, I really do admire them because not only are they on the road, and the road itself is just tough. I mean, lugging luggage and being in the planes and all that, it sounds glamorous, but let me tell you, it yeah. really does take a toll on your body. And those planes are not comfortable. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, they're, and they're getting worse. 
there's no leg room, no nothing. Oh, they're getting I don't know smaller how some of those and more big expensive. guys. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't and know I how heard, some of those big guys fit I in those a, seats. Yeah, I heard a lot of these performers, they're on the road for over 300 days a year or something like yeah. that. I just, I, I don't know how they do it. I really do. Well, that's what that. I'm saying. Oh, and I, my goodness. I, I feel like that's also why I've been able to last there longer because I haven't been on the road 300 plus dates a year. I don't know that I would have. You know, that's 17 years ago. I mean, I've only had a two-year break, so I've been on the road for 15 years. I don't think a lot of people understand uh, the kind of travel crazy schedule that you that you all have to take care of. So oh, my goodness. I think maybe, well, for instance, there's a me and my wife got addicted to a show, uh, Total Divas. We watch it every week. Oh, yeah, it's great. Oh, yeah, it's very popular, and it kind of gives you that. I think some people are not, they don't really know what the show is about, but it gives you a really inside look at wrestling. So, and it, it gives you, you know, shows you how much, what their schedules are like and the crazy stuff they have to deal with. And are, are we, are we, have you been on that show? Are we going to see you on there anytime? You think? Yeah, I have. I've, I've I've made a few cameos here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, it always depends on, uh, you know, I did an appearance with Eva, Eva Marie for Susan Jacobin and, um, she was involved in the storyline with the, the girls and there was a little bit of a lie and I kind of got, the gist of it and kind of got in it and I was like, next thing you knew, I was, I was in between Eva and Brie and this and I'm like, oh my God, what? what I, I, I can't really picture what moment it is because I think every episode there's heat with them. So Eva Marie is not really getting along with anybody. It, it seems well, I like. think she was. She absolutely was. That's the thing. And there was just something that happened and there was just a little bit of a, a lie and she ended up, you know, apologizing and straightening up later and everything like that. But it was, you know, it all played out in front of the cameras. Oh, sure. Do you have, and, a, do you have a favorite? Sure. Or do you not really favorite. want to go there? <laughs> no, I'll be honest with you. I mean, you know, I traveled with Trish Stratus uh -huh. for seven years um, with her. When That was when I was doing both Raw and SmackDown before they split the shows. Okay. So when I was doing Raw and SmackDown, I had to even travel more. And um, so I got to, you know, Trish and I were on the road a lot uh, together, you know, uh, going from town to town. Now they, when they split the shows, they split us announcers. So now I, I only have to do raw. Okay. I don't have that. I mean, I love all the girls there. I get along with them, every single one. Um, we were just seeing that. I was just in the locker room the other day and had the music on. We're all sitting there singing and all that. And I was like, God, it's so nice to come to work and enjoy the people that you work with. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, you don't have that in a lot of places, more or less just somewhere where you see someone as much as you guys do. Yeah. That's that's, that's good stuff. Well, that yeah. makes things tolerable too. You can get through your oh. Yeah. So And sometimes that's hard with girls. You know, there's like a <laughs> typical you know, growing up in high school and all that, sometimes it wasn't so easy for me. Yeah, there's a lot and, of cattiness, uh, right? right. <laughs> it was so With much women? cattiness, no. and, <laughs> right? And I came from Spain and so I was different already. Mm -hmm. And um so for me, it was a little tough when I first got here. So now being in a locker room full of other girls and seeing the team, you know, mentality and how we're all, we all get along really well and help each other. And I remember the other day, Charlotte was going to wear this dress that she put it on and she was like, Oh, I don't think this is right. And I, I'm one of those people everybody knows to come to me if they want the truth. Mm -hmm. I will say it nicely, but I will definitely tell you the truth because I'm not going to let you look like a fool. 
And um, so she looked at me and I said, no, it's way too, it was pink dress. And I was like, it's this, your character would never wear this. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, she's like, oh my God, do you have a black skirt? I'm like, yeah, try this. And then she had a top and then someone else is suggesting giving her a belt. And, you know, next thing you knew, we were all helping and chipping in and, and getting her put together for the show. And it just, it seems, and she was so grateful and it was just so nice to see that among all of us, you know, and that's, I, I've done that many times. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to do the shoot and I didn't know and I don't have a dress because does anybody have anything? And, and next thing you know, I've got five dresses in front of me from all the girls. Hmm. So it's really cool. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny that you mentioned the character aspect of everything because even though you are Lillian Garcia and you are the ring announcer in your own way, you're kind of a character in that whole entire thing too because I remember back when you were backstage and you used to do the interviews and there was the whole – uh, when when the rock was at the yeah. know, at the pinnacle of the rock and you know That's and so he funny. would do the whole uh, you know the people strudel to you and all that kind of <laughs> <laughs> now let me yeah. ask you this was that something I mean did he kind of come with you before that and say look I'm going to say this or was it like the complete surprise yeah, that he said yeah is it normal rock just doing what he wants to do or because the rock seems like he's like so super cool he just he seems like the greatest person in the world but I, I was just yeah, kind of he, trying to figure out. We, we had such a good time um, working together, and I just remember some of those interviews. I mean, we had some classic interviews, you did. and I just remember sometimes he would like look at me and go, "Look, just go with this. Just go with this. Whatever I, sh- I send you, I'm like done, <laughs> done, and done." I I had a trust with him. I had a trust with the writer, um, you know, and I, I there was just something that was I feel like really cool and fun with our chemistry, and so I just went with it. Yeah, I remember I was at a Raw one time. This was years back. This was, um, I mean, I think, yeah, it was Stone Cold, The Rock, and uh, Mankind was in the ring. Um, and oh, then wow. they, call, they called you into the ring, and you all were drinking beers and carrying on yeah. with you. This was so far after. I mean, this was after it went off. This was after yeah. the, the lights after went the, off. Yeah, after Raw. They mm-hmm. kept on going. And a matter of fact, I think, st- I think it was, it's, it, it's escaping me around, but I believe it was Stone Cold that was looking down at the, at the, at the guys, at the production guys going, what, you're telling me I got to go? You're trying to tell me I got to leave yep. right now? <laughs> you know, that just seems like so much fun when you guys can do things like that. It was so ad libbed and you look like you were having so much fun with those guys. Oh, there. there was a time there that every single, after every single show, as soon as he knew that I could drink beer and he was, and that I was willing to like have fun and have him pour beer you know and all of this and as soon as he knew that there was a time literally you know, I think it was like, uh, like a, a solid year or something that after Raw some little skit was going to happen and beer was going to be part of that and right, me in right. the middle of the ring with, you know, with beer all over me was going to be part of that and I got to tell you it was so much fun and it ended up in some of the uh, I think it's called Raw After Dark or it's uh, if there's a, a DVD Okay. That's specifically on that, what happened oh, wow. with Raw. Yeah, after it went off the air, there's a whole DVD on it, and um, and it's probably on the network now. Um, and sure enough, it's funny because I don't know if you ever saw this or not, there's one part where Stone Cold gets down on one knee, and it looks like he's going to propose. <laughs> no. And he's like, Lillian, <laughs> will you... Will you, will you go get me another beer? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like him. <laughs> That's so classic. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great. Those yeah, are like the golden years, not. too. You don't really see that much. I remember, I think, if you go to a live event, like one of the TV tapings, I went to a Monday Night Raw, and I got to see some of my favorites, uh, John Cena, and at the time, 
actually, I think he'll always be one of my favorites is Kurt Angle. Mm. Um, oh, me too. My, 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 I love my, Kurt. Yeah, my all-time is always going to be Bret Hart. I, I don't think that'll ever change. But as soon as Bret was out, it was like Kurt came in to yeah. the picture. And he always came off funny. And he always did these great skits. But he's a great performer, too. And he brings everything he has to it. And one of the standout performances for me is in WrestleMania with Shawn Michaels. I love that mm. match. Um, yes. But when I saw him on Monday Night Raw, he... He had a match, and then after Monday, after the show went off the air, John Cena was done with it. He had come out, and he was kind of talking to everybody, or just like a short little thing, and he said, you guys don't want to go home, do you? And he says, I'll tell you what, <laughs> let's have another match, and this is after the, sh- after the show was over, and right. Kurt Angle's music hit, and he came out, and they had this like 20-minute match, and I'm like, totally, you know, just for the fans that were there. It was like they give that little bit of extra, so if yeah. you go to a live event, you are getting more than what you see on TV. They get yeah. they always yeah. give a little extra, which is kind of yeah, cool. Exactly right. yeah. Well, you know, this is the way that the, the best thing that, uh, that I think is really cool we do. When you go to a live event that's non-televised, let's, let's say it's either on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday night, uh, well, Sunday not being, you know, the pay-per-view night, but if it's a, if it's a non-televised event, you're going to get a show where the guys can actually cut up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. They're going to be doing some, um, I mean, they really sometimes cut up in the ring and stuff. So so you get that kind of show, which is fun to see. TV shows a little more structured. Obviously, it's bigger, grander as far as the stage and you know all that because it's exactly what you see on TV. It's unbelievable when you see it, especially. But you also will get some things that happen before the show exactly. and then after the show. Yep. Really good about trying to give something special to the to fans that actually pay money and go to the actual show. Oh, you you're, get what you pay for too. I went yeah, to a yeah. Halloween yeah. havoc. With WCW back in the day mm-hmm. when they're having the Monday Night Raw Wars or the Monday Night Wars, and I'm going to tell you right now, uh, it was kind of all over the place. They would screw up on the music. People would come out, and there would be no music, or the music sounded oh like gosh. crap because they had crappy speakers. And I've I've been to maybe five or six different uh, live events with WWE, and not one of them, right? Not one of them was bad. Mm-hmm. And that was back in the day with Razor Ramon and uh, with Diesel. Oh, wow. Uh, they're bigger in life characters, and just like today, I, I think I'd like to go see another live show. But I've been waiting to see when they come out into the DC area. I want to see Brock Lesnar. I want to see John oh, Cena, no. and I'd like to see yes. Natalia. She's my favorite diva wrestler. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah, that's I mean, great. She comes that's off like to me is the best wrestler in the divas division. Not that I don't like any of the other ones, but I just like her style. She's very realistic, and she reminds me the most of Brett too. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. She and definitely has Brett, yeah. Brett in her for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he runs in the family. <laughs> it's funny that you were mentioning the house shows because I remember the last time I went to one of the house shows, um, as you were saying before the show, Mick Foley. Uh, this is how long ago this was, but uh, w- with the house show, because anyway, I've been to several live, you know, the, the Rawls and the Smackdowns, but that the last house show I was at, Mick Foley was actually there at ringside before the show signing autographs. And again, like you were saying, that's just something you will not get with Raw right. or SmackDown. It was just so, I mean, you don't get the fireworks. You don't get all the, you know, the, the really cool things that Raw mm-hmm. and SmackDown have, but there's that sort of that sense of a, a small, a small family feel to it when you go to the live oh, events. Sure. You know, I feel yeah. like uh, I feel like Vince should be paying us for this. Interview, so. <laughs> well, all right. Well, wait a minute. I got a question for. All right. So here's something. In your opinion, a fan comes yeah. to the show. 
what is the best opportunity they would get if they want to try to get an autograph? How, how, what would they have to do to try to get an autograph without obviously jumping over the gates and making an ass out of themselves in the show trying to get on the ring? So front row seats. <laughs> front row seats. Okay. <laughs> no joke. Um, the closer you are to the ring, mm-hmm. obviously the more chance you're going to get that when the guys come, you know, walk by, high five and that kind of stuff, which is more, more so they get to do that on the, on the weekend live, live events mm-hmm. than they do on the actual TV shows. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's more of an opportunity for, for that to happen and bring, you know, whether it's a magazine or a poster or something and have your pen ready and or write by the ring <laughs> so that they can, when they come by, they can mm-hmm. sign it. Sure. Okay. I remember when we went to an event back in Hershey, PA, it was a really early event. And this was back in the day with uh, the body of Donna's. Mm. Uh, we actually went to dinner, uh, right. We left a little bit before the show was over because we knew the traffic and we went to the mm-hmm. Applebee's right down the street, not to try to give it away, but we went to the Applebee's and a lot of them apparently had left the show early because they were there eating. <laughs> so we got the body oh, wow. and Sonny's autograph, uh, and the undertaker was there eating too, but, uh, we didn't approach him. He kind of had that look like he wasn't in the mood. So <laughs> <laughs> he but, looks like he has that mood all the time, but yeah. I bet he's, I bet he's so cool though, but it just seems like he looks like he's just stay away from me, people. No, I wouldn't. He's- He's really awesome. He's so awesome. Oh, I. He's been really, really awesome to work with. I bet. All yeah. right. So we, I looked at your website, and yes. it, and of course, you there were some charitable events here that you do. Can you give us a little explanation about that? Well, there's a um, a few that I actually have done uh, throughout the years that I just I just finished visiting the Akron Children's Hospital in Cleveland. That came through. I was doing the Lopen. I, I do the Lopen golf charity event every year, and it's to raise money for the uh, Akron Children's Hospital there in Akron, mm-hmm. Ohio. And uh, I've gotten to know the you know so many people there, um, Dr. Horde and and the nurses and all, and just such a great organization. And the kids, oh my gosh, visiting the kids at the hospital, it really will put perspective, you know, into your life and, and don't complain about, you know, whether there's leg room in the plane or, or this or that, you know. Um, and so every year when I go, I always, um, auction off. WWE is really great at giving me something to auction off. And the past few years, it's been either tickets to a show or they, they'll throw in where next time we're in Cleveland, I'll bring some of the superstars with me to the hospital. And that's what we just did. And I was, um, I brought in the new day. Okay. So we went and, uh, the four of us visited the kids. They, it was awesome. And new day was great. They were passing around their unicorns and all. And the sick kids, you know, it just something to, to brighten them up. And, um, so we just did that. And then I did reading across America. That was, um, celebrating Dr. Seuss. Um, his birthday. Okay, it's, it's always in his year, and so, it's you know just promoting how reading is so important and can be so much fun. Oh, okay. So just finished doing that at uh, Lindbergh Elementary School here in um, in California, and then next week I have um, I am the ambassador once again for the third year in a row for the Susan G. Komen race at Dodger Stadium, and I'm oh, singing wow. the anthem. Nice. Yeah, at the beginning. So I'm um, going to be doing a hard push this week, you know, raising money and building my team and all that for, for next Saturday. You've sang the national anthem for just about everybody, haven't you? <laughs> I have sang that a lot. I'm assuming yeah, you I would can't say- mess. You've got it down pat. <laughs> so. Pretty much, but you never know what's, what happens with live. You know, it's just one of those things that you just, 
I never take anything for granted. I always get nervous before a show, whether it's going to be announcing or whether it's going to be singing. I get those little, you know, butterflies sure. in my stomach. But I got to tell you, I welcome them because they keep me on my toes. Well, not is it to, is it scarier doing like a national anthem in front of a of a live audience well, or or doing a, you yeah. know the wrestling in front of? Well, you screw Which, up the national anthem. You're oh you're, yeah, you yeah. Piss you're Americans making every off. <laughs> yeah, you're making every YouTube clip in the world if you mess oh, up the god, national anthem. Oh god, yeah. Right next you're to making Roseanne. the sports center. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny oh. because yeah, definitely screwing that up is way worse than than me, you know, screwing up a, a name or or something like that. Mm-hmm. Which is is not. It's not. Trust me, I don't like to do that. Mm-hmm. But people understand too that you know it's just like commentators. They'll say something, and then they're like, "Oh, excuse me, I mean." And then they fix it. It's a little harder for me to do that ring announcing. I'm not allowed to do that. Right. So um, when it goes out, it goes out. But for some reason, if I screwed up the national anthem, yeah, that would be, oh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a nightmare. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. <laughs> you know, with WrestleMania coming up on April 3rd, tell us about, I mean, I know you've done WrestleManias before, so tell us about that thrill. It It, it has to be. The mm. most electric thing in the world when you have that many people in in wrestling's biggest show, the biggest stage at wrestling, you know, the Super Bowl, if you will, of 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 wrestling. Yeah, that has to be the greatest thrill in the world to do that, right? Absolutely, and I I get it. Well, it's it's one of those things. I mean, I've been fortunate enough to announce, and I've also been fortunate enough to sing. I I actually, in fact, I can't believe this, but I actually hold the record for singing at the most WrestleManias. <laughs> I um I I was tied with Aretha Franklin before they asked me to do it for the third time. The I was just wow. So uh, which was in Orlando, I think it was or Miami, Florida. Was in Orlando, Miami. Now I can't remember which where the WrestleMania was because everything blends together. You go through <laughs> so many cities every week. I, I literally I don't even remember where I was last week. Like it gets to like to be like that. <laughs> but um. Of- do you have a favorite when you go to those cities? I mean, is there a, spe- a specific city or can you arena really, that yeah, you like but Can the you most? really answer that honestly? Because every city you go to, you're not gonna you want you don't want to make it sound like you don't like them. So you're yeah, no, say, no, no, oh, no. I, I love mean, Philadelphia. Oh, I love Chicago. Oh, I love Hershey. You know? I mean, like, is there a certain <laughs> you know a certain group of people? Is there just a certain you know where the stadium sits, or just the city that you go to is 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 that much better than the next? I mean, or, or are they all well, kind of the same? Yeah, I mean, I just, I like anywhere that when I get in there and, and, and the crowd is just going crazy and there's an energy, yeah. um, that's, that makes it fun. I don't care if I'm in Philly. I don't care if I'm in DC. I don't, it doesn't matter where I really am. It's, it's all about the crowd and the energy of the crowd. And cause that really, the, everybody feeds off of that, you know, and, and we crowd run into it. And it's funny because there's some places where the crowd's like so hot and then you'll go to the same place a few months later and then all of a sudden it's like, Hey, what happened to you guys? Wake up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, and, and you don't know why, you know, it's the same show that this, but it, mm-hmm. you don't understand why are they so quiet tonight? But you know, sometimes it could be that it's, Hey, it's below 30 degrees outside. And I've literally had to be like, Hey guys, I know it's cold outside, but let's make a lot of noise in here, you know, like sure. trying to pump them up because I think that's what it does too is like the weather just brings people down at times. Are you yeah. the, you're the first so, yeah. one to come out to the ring though, right? So yes. Uh, so you, I'm the one that's in charge of pumping up the crowd and setting the mood and, and that's why I can't, I can't have a bad day. Well, first no. of all, I mean, they're all buy tickets to come to the show. 
So you get there, then you go in and you sit down for an hour and a half, two hours. Your butt hurts because you're waiting for the show to start. You're excited. You come out, you're the first person they know, so people go crazy. So I guess that's yeah. got to feel good. Oh, oh absolutely. Of course. So that, and they get crazy for the referees because. <laughs> <laughs> so they recognized him too what other show they get crazy about the referees so well like, yeah, yeah i mean some of these refs have been there for so long that they definitely become part of the the whole thing you know it's like oh my god they're 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 a superstar in their own in their own right because and they're celebrity i should say in their own right because they've seen them for so many years okay well, well you had you had spoke earlier and i think you broke every man's heart in the world when you said you were married but does <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> no, i can't does, be alone come on <laughs> i know i know it, the funny part is when we were going through all these emails which i'm sure you you hear these questions a thousand times over but you know it's funny because oh, i had about no I, please throw them at me no 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 i say i had like about four of them that were ask lillian if she's single ask lillian if she's single oh, yeah. that's so cute. beautiful so um yeah yeah, yeah you've okay. never heard that one before right here let, let, <laughs> thank let, you let, let me no, go thank through. you let me knock out about a half of them for you lillian lillian yes. are you single lillian you're beautiful Lillian, you're beautiful. Lillian, are you single? You know, will you marry me, Lillian? So there you go. There's <laughs> Ask your husband, though, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got to tell him if he um, if he ever uh, gets out of line, <laughs> I'll yeah. be like, I know where I can get somebody up. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, the, late, uh, the, the last one here about the he, – we had one that he wanted you to sing him happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Aww. You get a lot of people What's asking you to sing things. His, his name is Michael. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Michael. Happy birthday to you. Oh, there you wow, go. Wow, Michael. <laughs> there it is, Michael. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That, <laughs> yeah, that, I've done that, that at ringside before, too. Like, as, as I'm getting ready to go out, you know, like, um, the show is done. I'm high-fiving with the fans, saying goodbye. And then I'll see somebody with a sign, my birthday, you know, a little girl or somebody will tell me that. So I'll find out their name and I'll sing for them. I mean, it takes two seconds to do that, and it brings sure. such a smile to their face. Why not? Now, wow. does your husband get a chance to travel with you, or does he stay at home and, and all that kind of good stuff? Majority, he works um, uh -huh. in California, so he's uh -huh. here. Yeah. But there are times that he does get to go with me, and, you know, he'll definitely go to WrestleMania. Oh, that yeah. he hasn't missed yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. You know, he, he's like, yeah. nah, I'm, I'm not going to worry about Detroit so much, but if you're going to Milan, then we're, then, then I'll head with you there. Oh, yeah. Hawaii, <laughs> Milan. Yeah. Yeah. We'll he hasn't, he actually hasn't gone overseas. They're really not, uh, supposed to, we, we really can't take anybody overseas. No. Those are like really strict tours. Right, right. Oh, yeah, oh they I went, see. This, this last show that I saw with Brock Lesnar in Japan, they really went crazy over there. They really, really take, mm -hmm. they take wrestling seriously over there. Oh my gosh, we show up there and I swear to you, it's like the Beatles have just come into town or something mm -hmm. like, or, I, I mean, it's the, it's crazy. I mean, there's so much security at the airport. And so many, I mean, you can even the buses to try to get the buses out of the airport. There's, it's surrounded by a sea of people. It's unreal. It's so cool. Huh. And yet, and this is the crazy thing. When we're actually wrestling, the crowd is really quiet, but, uh, but that's because they have a whole like respect and they, oh, and yeah. when someone, when you see somebody up on the screen and they're doing one of their, you know, their, the promos yeah. or something, you can hear a pin drop because they want to, they don't want to miss anything. Right, right. It's unreal. It's it's uh it's a different culture, you know, different um I don't know, it's a different experience. But it's, yeah. it's so cool. 
It is. It's completely different because over here, you know, I mean, I grew up as a wrestling fan, you know, and, and obviously with having kids, they got into wrestling and so on and so forth. And, you know, you, you listen to so many people, you know, especially here in the States, they'll, if, if, if they're not into wrestling, then it's always the same thing. Why do you watch it? It's fake. It's fake. It's fake. Well, um, what are you watching that's so real? I don't, I don't understand that. You know, yeah, I, mean? I never but, understood that because I'm I, like, I've never grasped hey, that concept. Did you, did you go see the Marvel movies? Have you right. gone to see any movie? Have you gone <laughs> to see, you know, I mean, unless you're watching a documentary, which is still a little bit sometimes <laughs> shaky, right, right, loved, you know, I'm like, I don't understand your whole concept. Oh, I can't Me watch neither. it because it's no, not that's, real. That's crazy. That's crazy. I agree. Uh, people overanalyze everything and, uh, they, they well, talk let me about tell you one like, thing I would say that? is one thing. One thing I will say is their aches and pains; those aren't fake. Right, right. It looks, <laughs> and I feel for them because they're constantly in pain. Yeah, because it's unreal. <laughs> well, there are our modern day gladiators t- of today. Yeah, uh, so. yeah. There's there's nothing it's, fake about when you're running and you jump outside the ring and you're landing on a table or nope. a ladder or a chair. I don't care, you know, if these guys are basically stuntmen. It still hurts. There's no it way it hurts. doesn't. It, it still hurts. Absolutely. No ways around that. I, and, oh, I mean, they, you should have seen Roman Reigns' nose um, uh, backstage the other day after Triple H got a hold of it. Uh, oh, my Lord. Well, you it saw was, John Cena's nose. Uh, they just showed that on yes. uh, Total Divas, uh, I think it was a week or so ago. They showed yeah. him taking a knee to the face. And oh, yeah. He um, finished the match. His nose was sideways. I know. I know. That, yeah, there's no faking that, and he still finished yeah. the match. I would have been crying like a baby. So. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Speaking of Triple H, I was at a SmackDown, and I had like the uh, you know the seats where it comes right down the ramp. I was like literally right there by the ramp, right 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 by that ramp. And he walked past me, and. I realized real quickly how less of a man I really am than Triple H, you know, I mean, because this guy is enormous in, in yes, person. Yes. And you yeah. do not realize how big these guys really are. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, like I, the rock, the rock actually stood beside me, you know, and, and was kind of doing his little, you know, his little show. And yeah. I'm just, you know, you're sitting there looking at this man like, you know. I, look, I I like women. I have no problems admitting that. But in the same sentence, you're looking at the rock like, oh my god! I know, right? <laughs> makes you feel he's like a little like man crush. <laughs> I, I mean, he's my wrestling man crush, no I, doubt about it. My brother's uh, favorite wrestler for the longest time was uh, Batista, and oh, my. oh he's I love from Dave. DC out here. And yeah, yeah, his son was—I think it was his daughter or son. I'm not really sure which one. My brother told me he he had taken his son to school, and they were having a parents' night. And apparently, at the time one of Dave's kids was at the same school and he was in the same room. And my brother said he could not stop watching him. And his, <laughs> his wife told me that, uh, it, it was literally like he was like, he was looking at a hot woman. It was just, he, he had such a man crush. He couldn't, it's, it's Batista. I'm like, you should have went up to him. I'm sure he would have enjoyed that. So <laughs> that's funny. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, love it. A little bromance. Yeah, I know. Well, it's kind of funny. To, you but know? You, yeah. But yeah, when you see him up close, it's like, Oh my God. God, I mean, I can still yeah. remember seeing like the old time wrestlers. I think to me, though, the biggest difference between like the, the era of like, say, Razor Moon, Hulk Hogan, and some of the early wrestlers, Big John Studd, and mm. as opposed to today's wrestlers are that it seems like they have a healthier living style. Mm-hmm. Um, they take care of themselves better. They uh, eat healthier, you know. Yeah. I would definitely say there's a d- different mentality. 
Um, I know that the, the wellness program did a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they're very, very strict about that. And it's great because, um, you know, it's, a, it's really helped the guys to not, to, to know that they're all like on the late, same playing field. In other words, it all can be healthy. They all can be, you know, and they don't have to be taking all this stuff to try to look, um, so perfect. Cause that mm-hmm. was the thing that, everybody's body, like the pressure of trying to look perfect, even for the guys. I mean, the women already feel that pressure every day, no matter what. Sure, sure. You know, um, and then the guys, when they sign up for a job like this, where their bodies are the look at number one thing, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, it's the pressure of that. Like, I got to find a way to build muscles and to do this and that. So when the wellness program came about, it just, feel like it was it was great because it put everybody on a hey you don't have to deal with any of that you can just look the way you know do your best in the training whatever and mm-hmm. and this is good enough do you have any problems with trying to eat healthy when you're on the road do i oh yeah now i i gotta tell you i actually had something that happened to me but it's become quite the blessing so i had this house that i lived in about the time about a year before i started with wwe and i didn't know um i was always sick and I didn't know what was what was happening and then I found out that the house that I lived in had black mold and I had lived in it for two and a half years before I knew that I had it so I had ingested it and it just got in my lungs and just really messed me up so what happened was is that now luckily I found this amazing doctor in New York because I was constantly in antibiotics constantly sick I had like you know, sinus infections, respiratory infections. I was on antibiotics like every three weeks. And luckily this um, woman put two and two together with everything when she saw my levels of mold and all that were so high and all. She put me on a mold-free diet. And she told me, hey, okay, I need you to do this diet and do it strict for two weeks and see how you feel. Well, I got to tell you, after those two weeks, I was like, wow, my whole life, everything changed. Because I went from feeling sick and tired and... um you know, I was just, I was in bad shape. You said, to you said a mold-free diet. Mold-free diet. What exactly is that? So mold-free diet is nothing that ferments. So mm-hmm. no dairy, no soy, no vinegar, uh, no melons, no, nothing that can possibly ferment, and like no uh, yeast. I'm trying to think um, what's left. <laughs> no, I do eat Meat. a lot, and that's what I'm saying. So it forced me, here's the thing, it's basically no preservatives. So I don't need any preservatives, which is, really bad for you anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I eat everything fresh. I mean, I eat from chicken to any fish. I'll eat steak. Um, I'll eat, you know, any meats. So you stay I just away don't from eat, processed like, foods. Yeah. Exactly. I don't eat hot dogs. I don't, you know, I just eat, you know, nice organic, you know, chicken or whatever. And then I'll cook it with, I, I can have any vegetable. The only one I can't do is mushroom, obviously, because that's, mm-hmm. you know, mold. I love mushrooms. Oh, I don't. You think do. I yeah, I it. used to. It's that and coffee. But I couldn't get up coffee. But yeah. She's making me want to give them up, though. <laughs> I mean, well, I've heard. I've heard the story where you go in the grocery store and you should always stay on the outer edges of the store where all the fresh stuff is, and then the, all the well, aisles that's exactly, are all the processed yeah. foods. That's true. Then, yeah. So, huh. that's exactly how I've shopped, and I noticed that the other day when I went in, I went, "Wow, you know, I never go down the aisles. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know the last time I went down the aisles. I'm in the produce section, like, like produce or like the." You know, while well, the fruits and the vegetables and then the meats and, you know, I'll eat eggs and um, potatoes, uh, sweet potatoes, <laughs> not regular potatoes, sweet, sweet potatoes. I mean, I eat so good. So it's a little tough on the road. 
Do you ever see that, ever see, like, that show Man vs. Food where he's doing all these food yeah. challenges? We'll never see you doing something like that. Like Ever since I saw uh, there was a, uh, Epic Meal Time did this thing where Luther Vandross invented this burger and it's two glazed donuts with a bacon cheeseburger in the middle. In other words, oh. the, oh, the donuts are the buns. And all I could think about was trying that, yet you make me feel so guilty. <laughs> you know what? I always say everything in moderation. Sure. What is your so, guilty pleasure? What, yeah, what, what is you your have? guilty pleasure? Cupcakes, guilty. cake. Yeah, you oh, got to I can't do that because there's no, oh. I can't do any dairy. Nothing. Um, okay. Did you say well. steak? Oh, I love no. steak. No, that's so no not cake. You said cake. No. So, no, for, no. for, for dessert. Oh my gosh. What do I usually do for dessert? I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to think. It's like what my splurge is. So there's no, um, nothing, nothing. We're not going to see like, breaking footage of TMZ with you outside the grocery store at 12 midnight with a dozen donuts <laughs> stuffed in your mouth. You're like, oh, my God. Oh, I, I know. I, I will say that there are times that I'll look at a Krispy Kreme donut. And I'm like, oh, my God, I miss you. <laughs> you just can't do it. huh? No, no Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh, that's no. I'm, I, I got to say, I went with my husband. I took him. It was his birthday last, uh, it was in last, yeah, I think it was last year in October. So I took him for his birthday to, um, part of his birthday. There was a bunch of activities every day that I had done, like we did doing birthday week. And one of them, he loves, uh, you know, theme parks and so do I. Mm, so sure. I took him to, uh, Universal. Okay. Mm -hmm. And in Florida? We, it was either Universal or Disney. No, 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 here in California. Oh, okay. California. okay. So, so we were, I, decided that I was going to cheat and I was going to eat everything under the sun that I usually can't eat. Now we're talking. I had pizza. Mm -hmm. I had, um, I remember I had donuts. I mm -hmm. had ice cream. I had, um, oh gosh, do I remember? I had a hamburger. Um, <laughs> yeah, but Terry, I, you know, the difference between her and, and, and right, us is right. she's ta she says I have pizza. She probably yeah. had one of those thin slices like a, where we eat like a, a pizza. Bite. Yeah, no, no, when you say a pizza, <laughs> oh, we eat a pizza. No, a whole pizza. You a large don't know. No, no, no. She says That's a donut. Husband. She probably sniffs one. Eat. We eat a dozen. You can eat. Yeah, right. Oh, no, 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 no. I eat. I, I can eat like you have no idea. It's actually a blessing that I have this allergy because Otherwise, I think I would be 300 pounds. I, I, <laughs> because I can you, eat. You could eat whatever you wanted, and you would never gain weight. And I actually went past. I was at Food Lion, went past the donut aisle, and gained three pounds just by looking <laughs> at the donut. Oh, yeah. You could eat whatever you want, I guarantee you. No, I Do you can't. have a favorite thing, restaurant? But oh, yeah. Yeah. Is there a favorite place that you go to? Or like, do you have like a favorite restaurant? I mean, without maybe. A favorite restaurant? Well, if I tell you my favorite restaurant, then I can't. It's not going to be. Uh, my secret anymore. Well, that's my thing. It's like, is it a big chain or is it just like one of these kind of private? No, doors? I can't do chain restaurants. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, unless it's like a Roots Chris or something like that. I can, I can eat, you know, in a steakhouse. Mm -hmm. Um, but I can't do like Applebee's or um, I can't yeah. do any, you know, McDonald's or Burger King or anything oh, like that. No, I can't do nor McDonald's do, nor do I want to. To be honest with you, right, I mean, no. I don't feel good when I think about the way that I used to feel before all this happened. To the way I feel now, mm -hmm. it is night and day. Oh, I need so, your plan. So I said it's it's a blessing, and I've gotten used to it. And and for me, it doesn't bother me one bit anymore. Uh, but I, I was going to say, so on my day that I cheated like that, uh -huh. you have no idea. By the time I was going home, I looked at my husband and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I don't know what <laughs> have I done? What have I done?" Because I'm starting to feel really, really sick. My sinuses. 
start uh, like clogging up. It turned, you know what it happened? It turned in not only a respiratory infection, it turned into bronchitis. Are you serious? Yeah. Serious. See, I don't catch, the, the crazy thing is I don't catch the common cold, okay. the flu. I don't get flu shots. I, right. I don't get me sick neither. from me the normal neither. thing. Right. But yet you give me a piece of cheese, you give me a, you know, donut or anything like that, and then that's it. I'm sick. It's so funny that you're mentioning all this because, you know, I feel like I'm on like nose sprays or whatever for my sinuses or whatever. Maybe it's just the the dairy and stuff that I'm eating. I've never really looked into that. That's well, they funny. They say that dairy is not really meant for you to drink. It's not good for us. That's why there's it's all these not. alternatives. Like all, I drink almond milk with everything. I have, I don't. Yeah, I can't drink it by too. itself, but I use it for creamer and everything. I don't use milk anymore. Wow. Make, no. If we make pancakes, you use almond milk. You don't even know the difference. You really don't know the difference. Almond milk is awesome. Either almond milk or rice milk. Those are the two that I go to as well. They're great. And milk, we're the only animal that's drinking another animal's <laughs> you know, milk. Well, the right. thing about it, has to be pa- think about it, it has to be pasteurized just for you to drink it. That's not natural. Yeah, uh, So exactly. Yeah. But no, I mean, it's, it's great. I mean, that you, I, myself, I've been thinking about trying DDP yoga. Um, oh, I love DDP yoga. I did it. I was hit by a car, you know, a few years ago. I did hear about it. Um, yeah. Yep. As a pedestrian, oh gosh, you know, my back and all of that have really suffered through it. And DDP yoga is really, really good. Oh, yeah. He's had this transformation documentary he did with Jake the Snake Roberts. And he's helped yeah. and Razor Ramon. So uh, I've watched a couple of these shows where they were talking about what he's done for them. And then I've heard uh, Chris Jericho talk about on his show about uh, yeah. the DDP yoga and what it's done for him and his injuries. And, you know, I, I really it's not expensive either. I think it's anybody can really afford it. So it's something I've been oh, absolutely. into. He's so animated on there, too. It's, his energy will keep you going. It's really great. Have you met him? Oh, God, yeah. I Have worked you? with DDP. I, I oh, announced really? I was there when he came mm-hmm. over, um, you know, to WWE for a while. Okay. I was there. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty, it's, it's really cool. And he's a great guy. Last year, um, we sat um, together for the Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. wow. Well, so, I, mean, yeah. I, know, I know you've got like a, a billion things that you're doing throughout the week, but when you finally do settle down and you – get seated and you're watching tv with your husband or whatever what 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 tv shows do you like is there anything wow. special besides so wwe don't even say oh that. yeah yeah obviously don't you don't you, don't you do love. wwe no 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 <laughs> yeah don't take <laughs> the easy way out <laughs> yeah I don't try love... to kiss vince's butt now come on no i love movies but i i also like i love game of thrones Ugh. oh so yes. i cannot wait till april April. Um, yes. Yeah, I think the new one's coming out. Or are they bringing him back? What do you think? I don't know, but yes, I don't know. They're bringing him back. I of would course. think they're bringing him back, but I think I don't feel like he's gonna. Maybe he's just gonna be one of those like, you know, when you get images of people. Yeah, like, yeah. From the or like dead, maybe something or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's gonna be like that. I, don't I know. think they're I gonna. Imagine. I think that that king that he got a. Uh, uh, the the dead king i think he's going to bring him back to life and he's going to be know. one of their one of their leaders Could i be. see it coming to that to be honest with you that's where i see it coming. now aren't the books already written like aren't, don't people already know what's going to happen i uh, i don't think they're fun. i think they're kind of a guideline it's like the walking dead another one of my favorite shows so i think it's kind of a mm-hmm. guideline but they don't have to follow it to the because he's already said oh, he's writing another good. book and they're not going to use it in the show they're not going to use that that part of it so well luckily enough i don't read at all so i, I don't have <laughs> what the books do i don't have any idea how the books are. <laughs> oh my god that's so funny i just don't know if i that i could sit through reading game of thrones 
but watching it and just seeing, oh my gosh, it's it's so good. Oh no, I have to watch everything. I'm too lazy to read. Because so. a lot of And people- I hear that House of Cards is good. I haven't watched that one yet, but I was I thinking about starting that one. Me neither. I haven't watched it either. I've, you know, I kind of watch what Orange is the New Black and, and, and yeah. that one on Netflix, but I've never watched House of Cards. Never watched it. I can't get it. Yeah. Any- um, it's funny because my husband has watched like every episode of Orange is the New Black and I haven't seen it yet. Oh, that's so, so good. That's, I totally forgot about that one. So that's definitely on my list. It does help getting all the shows and, um, and having all of that has, I've realized it's, you know, when I first started, there wasn't, I mean, you know, we had DVDs and that kind of stuff in 99. Think about how fast technology has gone mm-hmm. to think that, oh, in 99, we really didn't have, you know, Netflix and all. <laughs> it's right. just because, oh, gosh, Amazon Prime just came oh, like yeah. a year ago, you know. But I remember when I would get done and I would go to the hotel room, I remember I felt so lonely. I just had this lonely feeling. It took me a while to get used to being on the road. And then I was like, you know, I should maybe watch, you know, a movie on my DVD or something. And all of a sudden, it made me have that time of just on my own watching movies or shows and all that. And really didn't, I I no longer was feeling lonely. And now I think about there's so much content. You've got, you know, from Netflix to Amazon to Showtime to HBO to this to that. There's so many apps and and everything. But it's it's pretty cool because when you are traveling, you still... I don't know. You don't, I don't, for me, I don't feel like I'm, oh, I got to go travel this or that. I feel like, oh, this is going to be my time to catch up on this show or that show. Or <laughs> it's a lazy person's paradise. I'm speaking of experience, of course. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so the weekend just flies by. I mean, we're doing a, we are binge watching NCIS right now. So mm-hmm. fantastic yeah. show. And uh, is, you know, I, I figure we're going to wrap it up here soon, but I'm just curious, what is the last movie you've seen in the theater? Last movie I saw in the theater, um, gosh, when I saw Joy, that was over the holidays. Mm-hmm. But after that... Um, and we know it's not and, like Marine 20 or anything like that. So <laughs> no. She's like, what? Who's that? <laughs> no, no, I'm trying to think. Oh, my gosh. Star Wars. That's what it was. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Mine was, choice. I took my daughter to that, and that's a fantastic movie. And mm-hmm. I, the next one's going to be so great. So good. But it Deadpool. It felt like I was back to the original Star Wars, the way it should be. It was yes. so good. Yes. Exactly. It, it had so. that mechanical feel. It had that genuine feeling. Cool. And uh, I really liked it. So it was great. I shared that with my daughter, and she loved it, too. Now she's mm-hmm. all yeah. in Star Wars. The one Everything that I want to go Wars. see. I was going to try to go see it today. It's funny because I was going to be at the movie theater at four o'clock. I would have missed this interview because, you know, six o'clock my time is nine o'clock your time. And um, things, you know, kind of like worked out where I didn't get to go. And then all of a sudden that spotlight, you know, that that light bulb went off. And I was like, oh, my gosh, don't forget. You get your interview. I had already (laughs) set my alarm this morning. (laughs) But um, but I was going to be uh, seeing Deadpool. Oh, my God, you got to go see it. I saw oh, it. Yeah? You'll love it. I hear it's so good. It's, it's one of those types. I mean, the whole theater stayed until the very end to see mm-hmm. that last little shot. And it really wasn't anything except, well, I don't want to ruin it for you. But it's it's <laughs> it was this movie was designed for Ryan Reynolds and his smart ass comments. It's perfect. And it's a hard R. 
and mm-hmm. there was a lot of swearing in it. I'm glad I didn't take my daughter, but oh, my, yeah. wife, my wife surprised me. It's not her type of movie, but she went and saw it with me because I painfully went and saw Fifty Shades of Grey with her. Oh, good. So, oh, but she went. And I saw don't even it. know how you did that. I, what did you well, do that it was oh, about. I sex. haven't seen that or or read the books. Actually, <laughs> well, it was about sex, so I did push through. So, <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> but Deadpool, I mean, it was very funny. I mean, Deadpool is really funny. So even the oh, beginning cool. opening credits, I mean, it's not mm-hmm. your normal credits. In, no, it's not. But when you see it, you'll oh, see good. What I'm talking okay. No, definitely. When, well, when we're done with this interview, just drop what you're doing and go see it. It's that simple. Yeah, right. It's it's, it's yeah. so good. It really is. That good. or The Force Awakens. Just go see it again because once yeah. is enough. Yeah. I know I'm oh. gonna see it. That's gonna be on DVD in like two years because it's got a great run going in the theater right now. Yeah. All right, I got yeah, one more quick sure. question. I know yeah. we're pushing it here, and uh, that's what we'd like to do anyway. But are we going to see you on maybe – I'd like to personally see you on, like, one of the guest spots on Total Divas. Like, you know how they 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 seem to do, like, a new girl every show? Like, they they add one or two and take a couple off. Yeah. I'd like to see you on there at some point. You think that'll ever happen? I appreciate that. You know, you never know. With this company, there's been so many things that happen just out of the blue. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think maybe if, if they start getting requests or something from fans to have me on there, that, um, that definitely wouldn't hurt. And, uh, you never know what, uh, you know, what they're looking for. I feel like I could definitely add something different, especially with, you know, my Spanish background and all sure. that would be really cool. Yeah. And, um, and then my love for the business from a different perspective, you know, not from the wrestling side, but, you know, from a, it's announcer side, but it's almost from the spectator side mm-hmm. too. I mean, you know, well, have... <clears throat> they had an episode where they show Eva Marie try to do some ring announcing, and I think they showed it. It's not as easy as it looks, it's and she screwed it up. <laughs> so, There's but, uh, no way that I could get up in front. I, I, my knees start knocking, and I'd, I'd be scared to death. Get, I can do this behind a microphone, but when yeah. I'm out there in front of people, that's a whole other story. And it's like, like we were talking before, you get out there at WrestleMania or something where there's 80, 90, 100, whatever, many ever thousand people are out there and trying to ring announce or even – Oh, sing the national! I could not imagine singing the national anthem. Good goodness gracious! I don't know how you do it, Lillian. I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, I do definitely have a passion for it. I think that helps, and um, it is my uh, just my little whatever it is inside of me that keeps telling me it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. But it it really does amaze me though how some people when like let's say you mess up or something, which is going to happen. Mm-hmm, sure. Um you know, it's live TV. It's just, I, I explain it. It's like this sometimes. I'm like, you know, Michael Jordan didn't make every single free throw. Sure. You know, Tom Brady doesn't make every single throw that he makes. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, and yet they're considered the best in the business. You're not going to make every single announcement. It's just mm-hmm. not possible. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's human, whatever. But anyway, but it's so wild when you, on Twitter, how people will start, um, You'll have a lot of fans that are so great. They're like, hey, don't worry about it. It's, you know, everyone makes mistakes. You're great, whatever. And then you'll have some of those that just chastise you. And I go, you know, I'd love for you to be in the middle of the ring with that many people with a Mm -hmm. red light on you, knowing you are live worldwide and see what you do. (laughs) Night after night after night after night. You know, you remember after 17 how, years. <laughs> you remember at the very beginning of this interview when you said you were going you thought you were going to get sick? I definitely would have gotten sick. There's no way I could have done that. It would have been impossible. I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. know how I got through it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and you do yeah. it all the time now, so. And I think we just heard that 
you compared yourself to Michael Jordan and Tom Brady. So Ooh. are no, you? So, are I, you no, I did. It <laughs> I mean, is, you oh my god! Did. Come on, you man. guys. See, are you, you know, trying to tell me you're the Michael Jordan and the Tom Brady Jesus of ring announcing? Is Christ. that? <laughs> no, please. No, I'm saying that not every um, something. Somebody brought that to my attention because there was one one day that I was kind of down there. It was like. God, I don't know why that came out of my mouth, you know, I messed up or whatever. And they're like, Lil, you know, not every single basketball player makes every single free throw. And they're, they're the ones that gave me that example. And I was like, oh, you're right. And that made me feel a whole lot better. So I say that, too, for people that are so scared to do things. Go out and put yourself out and just do it because you can't live by what other people you know, what they say and what they criticize and because it's easy for other people to look back at you and say all these things, but it takes a lot of guts to get out there and do it. And I just say to people, just do it. Yeah. Obviously, I'm I'm just joking with you, but I think with you better be. <laughs> ourselves and, and, and your fans, I think that they would, I think they would come out and say you are the Michael Jordan and the Tom no. Brady. You are no, fantastic at, all, but... at what you do. And before we let you go, please tell us how everybody can get in touch with you and, and all your Twitter and, and websites and yeah, the music what you on got. iTunes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely everything. Just please let us know what we can, what we, we can do to help you out here. Yeah. So I'm, I appreciate it. You guys have been awesome. Really have been a lot of Thanks. fun, but, um, Thanks. I'm at liliangarcia.com and Lillian is spelled with one L in the middle. So it's the Spanish spelling, L-I-L-I-A-N. Um, also on iTunes, you can um, just search for my name on iTunes and pretty much everything that I've done, whether it's in English or Spanish, will pop up. And on Twitter, it's at Lillian Garcia. On Instagram, it's at Lillian Garcia with a number eight, which is my lucky number. And uh, let's see, Facebook, it's Lillian Garcia official fan page. Okay. I think I've covered it all. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you. so right. You have been so wonderful. And thank you for calling in. Thank you for dropping Deadpool and and staying with us because <laughs> yeah, but definitely make sure you get out and see. And you go and great. tell them. You go and tell them that uh, Zach and Terry said we expect to see you on Total Divas. Correct. All right, I sure will. They'll, they'll listen Thanks, to us. Guys. Don't worry about it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That'd yeah. be great. Thank you so Thanks, much, Lillian, for joining us. Thank Have you. a good night. And thank you. You do the same. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Well, that was Lillian Garcia. Wow. WWE. Tell you what, if uh, Triple H is listening to this, I expect to see her on Divas. Yeah, Come on, right. man, make it happen. <laughs> that and Kurt Angle. Come on, man. It's about and not time. only that, but I guess before that, I guess we should say, Lillian, if, 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 I'm going to give you a little bit of a background here. Um, before the show, we were talking with Lillian. I spoke to her and I said, hey, do you have 20 or 30 minutes? She said, hey, I've got, you know, I, I blocked in some time for you guys. Not a problem. Next thing you know. I think we even went past a little bit past an oh, hour. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry, Lillian. You were just such a great guest. I blame it on me. I'm sorry. But it's absolutely Terry's fault. I told <laughs> I, I told him not to push it, but you know. and you know what? It's funny. He never let me did, get a word in edgewise too. You heard it. You it's did say an hour. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> you did say an hour, but it's just like. And the crazy part is, there's so many like backstories and so many wrestling stories that I would love to talk to her about. But it's obvious that she's got probably. I guess what it sounded like. I guess her husband or somebody right oh, there sure, behind. Sure. So, you know, she's got family time happening. Who, would, and, who wouldn't want to listen to us though? I mean, <laughs> right. she I missed mean. Deadpool for us. <laughs> and 
she's the Michael Jordan and Tom Brady of ring announcers. She said, she had me dying. She goes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> like, Don't compare me to them. I'll never hear the end of it. But, yeah. you know, in all honesty, in her field, she does such a great job. It's And, and like she was saying, that is not easy work. Oh, my God. Goodness. No, I dare anybody to get up in front of that crowd. And and first of all, just to do the ring announcing and not make any mistakes, then add the pressure of all those people and the cameras and everything else that's going on. And like you've got, said, yeah. you've got beer flowing and the electricity happening and, you know, you got, you know, there's no way. I mean, and I didn't even get into the fact that, you know, I'm sure as she's walking down, she's hearing crass and rude comments from whatever guy out there that, oh, you know, yeah. I'm not going to get into that, but you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I, I just didn't want to get into that with her, but I'm, uh, I couldn't imagine. Cause like, like you said, she is the first person that the, that everyone sees right from the jump mm-hmm. and she walks down. People are hyped, they're ready, and they expect her to come out and just get everyone excited. And if she bombs, then, you know, they're like, come on, whatever, get on with the show, you know, but she hasn't. I, I can tell you, I've seen her live probably three, four, five different times now. She's amazing. She does such a great job. Uh, and like I said, there's no possible way that I, and even with uh, Verizon Center here, you know, what's that hold? 25, 30,000 people or whatever. I, I couldn't oh, yeah. do it. There's no way I could stand up in front of. 25,000 people and do it. More or less, WrestleMania singing the national anthem? No. no well, no. let's not forget everybody. She is hosting WrestleMania, uh, the yeah. pay-per-view, on April 3rd at 5 p.m. on Sunday. And it's at the AT- AT&T Stadium in Texas. Mm-hmm. So I just want everybody to know if they still want to go out there and try to get what little tickets are left. If there are any left, I'm sure you could probably go out there and do whatever you could. Maybe wash dishes. Maybe somebody will let you carry luggage. <laughs> Who the hell knows? But go out there. I hear they have a really great weekend and they make a, they make a whole weekend of it. Lillian will be there if you're going to, you know, get out there and listen to her do her thing and sing the national anthem. And she's also, like I said, the host. We're going to put a link to her website on our website at, at www.thestatementshow.com. That I, no, I, I didn't say that like Lillian would say it. I'm, I'm trying to practice my. Well, here's my thing. First of all, do we need to say the WWW anymore? I don't know. Does do it, we? Do, do we really? Does, do, do we? How know. many Let's, people need Hold on. I mean, it's, the, first of all, I could tell you right now, it does work. You don't need to put the W there. Just put the statementshow.com. It'll right. go to the statementshow.com. Let's see. Hold on. You can reach us at www.thestatementshow.com or, or thestatementshow.com or you can reach us at thestatementshow.com. And you can get us better. at Twitter at statement. Mm-hmm show <laughs> iTunes, <laughs> the statement and youtube and of course we already know that you're not going to see anything new on youtube because terry still hasn't gotten around to updating it i have man have you lisa wilcox is up there yes yeah, that shows you that you're not paying attention well i guess it's hasn't been touched in so long i was just taking it for granted that it was yeah, never well, going to get done that's what you get for taking it for granted. you know what assuming means right all right all right so <laughs> this is a long enough show here because you're boring me and i'm getting kind of tired of it yeah 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 no we don't want to talk nobody wants to hear us talk thank you all lillian right. for joining us absolutely so that's the statement show.com uh you can go to podcast tab and you can see lillian's interview uh follow us on twitter at statement show or on itunes the statement we're on youtube the statement show you can check out all of our past interviews with the likes of Bree olsen and dane drops stanton freeman bonnie rotten just to name a few lisa so, wilcox fran oh drescher. yeah lisa wilcox fran drescher so That's i guess important. we named a few more <laughs> <laughs> so uh go ahead check out our website 
And uh, if you want to help support the show, you can go to audibletrial.com forward slash the statement. You can pick from over 180,000 audiobooks and get a free audiobook to keep. Remember, you get to keep the first audiobook to cancel. That's audibletrial.com forward slash the statement. All right, Lillian Garcia, we appreciate you coming on the statement show. Terry, see ya. The lights are out. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Michael. Happy birthday to you. Look, I, I like women. I have no problems admitting that. But in the same sentence, you're looking at the rock like, oh, my God. We're not going to see like... breaking footage of TMZ with you outside the grocery store at 12 midnight with a dozen donuts <laughs> stuffed in your mouth. You're like, oh, my God. Oh, I, I know. I know. <laughs>